Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another issue of Nerd Nation. We are in episode, literally, I almost said episode, issue number 28 at this point. (laughs) Um, And we are here to give you kind of a a new thing that we're doing uh, for the next four weeks. We are going to talk about the decades of the last, what, 80s, 90s? Tens, zeros, zeros, tens. Um, And we're going to revisit those decades of comic book movies. With me, as always, I have Gio and Keith. I cannot tell you how happy I am just that I got that right. Uh, But yeah, we are here to talk a little bit about the decades. Uh, We're going to do a four-part series. And uh, obviously, we're going to start from... The furthest back, which would be the 80s. Now, Keith and I were alive in the 80s. Geo was not. I, I only got it. I I only got four months of it, so I can't talk too <laughs> too much. Um, but I was there for the earthquake, so that counts. Um, but oh, yeah. yeah, we're gonna revisit uh, the 80s. There are a lot of movies uh, that you will probably be familiar with when we talk about them and you hear the names pop up um so like i said uh this one will be the 80s next week we'll go to 90s then after that zeros whatever 2000s yeah um and then we will hit the 10s 2010s um so yeah so how you guys doing first off uh, pretty good. Just uh, staying home, staying safe, and I, you know, I, I'm gonna be that way regardless of how much of the country reopens until I'm called back to work. Fair enough, Keith. Yeah. How you doing? Yeah, still working. Yeah, I, I'm essential, so I've still been working full time. So yeah, relatively the same for me. I, I, do do you get uh, paid like an essential, or is it just? No, uh, Someone just a phrase that they that they use. Someone asked me that today if, we, if I was getting hazard pay. I was like, no, we don't. Costco's doing it. Are they really? Mm-hmm. Oh wow. Yeah, no, I, you, I don't. That's interesting. No, no we, I don't know. Into that. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. So glad you. Oh no, you have the kids at home though with, for school. Yeah. You're you're a teacher that's now. That's the big change. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Welcome to my life, except. <laughs> Yours are going to be all around you all the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, like I said, this is going to be just a little bit of a discussion in talking uh, about the 80s, revisiting it uh, for comic book movies in that era. Um, so yeah, so I mean, we have a lot of recognizable names from this time period. Uh, just name off a few of those. You've got Flash Gordon. You have um, uh, Swamp Thing, Superman 2, uh, Batman 1989, Howard the Duck. So there, there are a few that are easily recognizable. Um, ones that a lot of people have seen. Then, there, I mean, there are ones that you're like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that movie. But uh, there is a good few that uh, we can recognize just by someone saying, uh, I mean, a lot of pop culture movies referencing them, uh, flash Gordon. First thing comes to my mind is Ted. Ted. When I hear flash Gordon. Mm -hmm. Um, 
But yeah, so we're going to just go into it. Now, if you know me, I'm the resident. Um, what's the word? The one that hasn't seen a lot of these types of movies. Um, I personally uh, was like, I'm going to do my research for some of these. And went and watched Superman, the movie, and Batman 1989, only to realize good. that uh superman the movie is 1978 yeah, <laughs> so blew that one but <laughs> i was there for batman but um yeah you guys i know whenever someone talks about the 80s movies immediately the one that gets thrown out first is well in my opinion probably superman 2 hmm. that uh, can we agree uh, it's, I'd say that uh, more, a little bit more so the the Batman 1989 Burton one mm. only because Batman in the last 15 years has become so increasingly popular, you know, with the Nolan films and, you know, to an, ex- to an extent, uh, Ben Affleck, you know, his take on Batman and the Batman v Superman, you know, for as much as uh, that movie was divisive, it, it still gave us uh, a different and for many uh, a better version of Batman. Who would have thought? Yeah. Uh, now, from what I I would still say, a lot of people still refer to Superman two as one of the best of the Superman movies that we have out of all of them. And that's my favorite. Of the of the Reeves, uh, Donna Reeves. Uh, well, they only did two, but it's my favorite out of Christopher Reeves's four movies, which we'll bring up the other ones later, three and four. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's let's just. I mean, that one is pretty much for the most part. Well, I mean, we do we have Flash Gordon in that area too. So let's let's just go since we already mentioned Superman two. Um, yeah. What do we think? Still, still like that movie. Still a good movie. I haven't seen it, so I can't compare it to very much. But I know immediately when I mentioned this time period, Keith, Jake, and uh, Geo all immediately went Superman two. And so, yeah, tell me, for someone like me that does not know it, tell me, tell me a little bit about it, and tell me why. Well, Keith, I, I, I want to get your uh, experience because I, I wasn't born in the 80s. So, you know, what it was like watching that movie in theaters or um, at home on VHS, uh, which is a, a video home system, you know, a, a, a rectangular a video cassette that you put into a VCR. That's what we're talking about there. Keith, um, I'm not convinced that Geo's not just doing this to age us. And no, like, I'm talking about the kids who might the be whole this, this whole where, series is just y- aging you and I. Hey, so, uh, I was around for VHSs too, okay? <laughs> but uh, yeah. but before you do that, Keith, uh, let's just real real quick. And Brian, you can kind of talk talk about this too. The the comic book movies in the '80s, uh, com- com- comic book movies, the genre went into the '80s with some momentum because. Superman the movie the first one was a surprise it was a surprise hit um and it, it, it was groundbreaking groundbreaking in a lot of ways for visual effects during that time and uh you know the the movie was a success um it it was Superman unlike anybody had seen for that time Christopher Reeve 
did an, an amazing job. You had Gene Hackman in there, and then you had Richard Donner, um, who clearly uh, had a passion for the character and understood what we love about Superman. Um, and Brian, just uh, yeah, you could talk a little bit about that. Just you know, your thoughts on the movie. Um, I well for for me. This is not there. I mean, there are ones that I definitely remember in the 90s hearing about because I, I was born September of 89. So I, I barely count as this 80s um, guru. Um, but I do remember uh, like the popularity of Superman. And I remember uh, Christopher Reeves is is Superman. He's the embodiment of Superman. Uh, he, he's the best Superman. He like, I remember all that. It was Christopher Reeves was literally, his name was attached to Superman. It was mm -hmm. literally like Superman, Christopher Reeves. Like mm -hmm. the names were all pretty much one. Um, I mean, obviously Gene Hackman being in it was a big deal. Um, so, um, yeah, I mean, and then I, I just watched it for the first time uh, like a week ago, and I was actually pretty impressed by it. Like I, when I I was like, I, in my mind, I thought this was like 81 and it 78 for it being a 78. Like that wasn't bad. Like that, that was pretty good. Like the beginning of the movie, I was drawn into it. So I can only imagine what Superman 2 was if people are still like, go watch that one. So for me, I just remember that time period, like, well, not, I shouldn't say that time period. I just remember in the nineties when I was younger and comic book characters and stuff, Christopher Reeves was, his name was always attached mm -hmm. when spoken of Superman. So yeah. What do you, what about you, Keith? Yeah. Well, <clears throat> Uh, excuse me. Uh, I actually wrote a paper about uh, Superman when I was in one of my classes in film school. It was uh, uh, media, uh, one of my media classes. Uh, it was about the marketing uh, behind it. And, you know, they shot them both uh, at the same time. Yeah, um, they shot them simultaneously. Um, yeah. Donner had both, both scripts, right? So, well, the script was actually written by Mario Puzo. Who wrote The Godfather? Oh, yeah! Wow, and uh, he'd written it uh, as far back as I think it was like '74 or '75, something like that. And it was, uh, it was initially. Check this out: the initial script was 500 pages. <laughs> Holy, for yeah. just one or for both? Uh, I think it was for both. Yeah, still. <laughs> so Holy. yeah, and uh, another just quick, quick, crazy, quick, uh, quick, crazy fact: uh, they released it. Uh, six months earlier overseas. Six months. Uh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah they released the first December. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it came out uh, Superman two. I mean, came out in December of seventy nine. Yeah, I was wondering about that because I saw nineteen eighty and then nineteen eighty one, but then it I noticed it was released earlier in nineteen eighty and then yeah. eighty one. The U S got it. They were trying to get some of their. Uh, they said they wanted to make some of their money back before they released it here. Um, so anyway. Uh, Jeez, I was making a big deal the other day 
about them saying Black Widow is going to be released in Europe a week early. I can't even yeah, right. imagine. I know, right? <laughs> half a year, I'd be pissed. Four months, yeah, right. Yeah. Well, and you could never do that now. I mean, because back then it was easy to kind of keep the keep any True. spoilers from right from coming out about it. But that could never happen now. If the movie came no. out a day ahead of time. You got to worry about spoilers. Oh, There'd absolutely. be leaks. Yeah. 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 Uh, um. But yeah, yeah, Superman, and so I was. I was born in '79, so uh, I don't even remember. I I remember seeing Superman too. Uh, I can't quite pinpoint when. I was definitely a little kid, <laughs> but uh, I definitely remember seeing Superman three in the theater and three and four. Um, by that time, I think I was like maybe five, four or five, seeing Superman three and Superman four. I was like seven or eight. Um, but I had seen Superman 2 several times, but I hadn't seen it in years until maybe a few years ago because they had all popped up on Netflix. And uh, yeah, they definitely still, I think, hold up. The thing about the comic movies of the 80s were at that time, uh, and they were, Warner Brothers had been all through the 80s developing Batman as well. Um, it went through a whole whole bunch of stuff because there's a whole bunch of silly stuff they wanted to do with it, which is why it took so long. But, uh, but yeah, Comic movies at that time were being made by people who grew up in the 50s, 60s, and uh, well, 50s and 60s, reading them then. Uh, mm-hmm. Somewhat in the 70s as well. Um, the action comics. Uh, right, 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 right. People who grew up. Detective comics. Era. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. When they, when they still, that's why that kind of campiness is a lot of that is there. That's a whole lot of what, like I said, and we'll get to Batman later, but a lot of what Warner Brothers wanted to do with Batman was that, like what you saw in the 60s TV series and with the Super Friends animated series when it was a lot more lighter fare. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, until it took the real change, I think it came, uh, Frank Miller changed comic books and had a big part in what we see in comic books today. Yes, he did. And with the Dark Knight Returns. Um, and his Daredevil run. Yeah. Definitely changed back. Yeah, yeah, Daredevil as well, um, which I think was yeah, it was right before that. I think Dark Knight Returns, day six. I feel like Daredevil was a little before. I think 84, I think. Yeah. 85. Yeah, it was definitely earlier. Um, to where they were more kind of, you know, we had like the Iron Man, the alcoholism thing, and uh, a few other stories like that, but uh, yeah, making it a little more, uh, uh, a little more edgier, a little more. Uh, I hate to say crass, but uh, just taking it, taking it a little more, a little more mature uh, theme uh, with some of these characters that had been largely kid, kid friendly. Like a lot of stuff, comic books were looked at as just kid fare. You know, mm-hmm. especially throughout the sixties and seventies, and that's and, and that's a big part of Superman too. Superman, um, I was just about to say, there's a lot of that with Superman as well because uh, of the way he's. Uh, my issues looking back on it, it, it's I think it definitely holds up, um, but I think that the Superman was just like if you just it was just more like it's just it's silly. We don't have to put as much thought into it. Uh, certainly not the way they do today, because if you really, if you really 
really look at it. like a lot of it is kind of like well this doesn't really just the fact that him flying around the world and making time either a lot of debate of whether he actually went back in time or he actually reversed time i don't really know but um stuff like that where you can just okay it's not a power that superman can do like it's not something that i think it's just so they just made him <laughs> give him anything like just let him he's just he's superman he can do anything yeah. it's kind of there's a lot of that with these two movies well, well all four of them I think that to me, for me growing up, that was probably a play into why I didn't care for Superman growing up because he had every power. He was invincible. Nothing could really hurt him. He was the God of all gods when it come to comic books. And it, for me growing up younger, that didn't appeal to me. And I definitely saw that a little bit in the Superman, the movie, Mm. which obviously wasn't the eighties, but I can see where that might have pushed things forward like that. Like, I mean, he could do whatever the hell he wanted in that movie. Like from what I saw, I mean, like you said, he went around the globe in reverse time. Like, Okay, like, what? This, like what? he can do. Yeah, I, I was like, he can do this now. It's just like it always seems like he was able to do something more and more and more. So I don't know that that could have been an effect moving forward that may negatively impacted because oh, I know that. People, I know for sure. Like I know my dad. We were here like, talking to my dad about it and stuff. Just watching it, like the effects and stuff, and you look at it now. Obviously, it's dated, but at the time, it was blowing people away. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can imagine. It just him flying, and it it looks. You look at it now; it looks kind of slow, and it looks. But just seeing him. Well, what impressed uh, me was the Fortress of Solitude. Sure. That like opening, I was like, yeah. even even I even for me, I thought this was eighties, but it really seventy eight, which even makes it more impressive because I was like. That looks pretty good for the 80s. Yep. And then to find out it's 78, I was like, that was really good for that time period. Yeah, right. Right, right. So. And, yeah. And, and 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 Christopher Reeve and uh, you guys both talk about it. I mean, he plays him with such earnestness. Yeah. And such uh, uh, very aspirational. Superman is an aspirational character. Um, and I think Christopher Reeve, he, he nailed that. Uh, yeah. And he, he, so... <clears throat> To the point where it's it's a lot of what affects people's opinion of Superman today, right? Particularly like Henry Cavill's performance, because he's not Christopher Reeve. And he's meant to be kind of slightly different. But when we think of Superman, we think of that Christopher Reeve portrayal. Um, because he does it so well. And you get that kind of all I say all he's all world, but all American, you know, that whole truth, justice, American way, saving cats out of the trees and saving, you know, stopping the car from uh, crashing and whatever. Um, Reeves' portrayal is certainly is iconic and synonymous with the character as anybody we've had in any comic. Yeah, I, and it's funny because for me, it I could see certain things that was it was very similar to Henry Cavill's. Like, mm-hmm. I I couldn't really like I'm sure there was, but like I didn't get very much of. Brandon Routh's Superman, like with it, 
I'm not saying anything bad about his portrayal, but his seemed a little bit different. Whereas Henry Cavill's kind of seems pretty close to the Christopher Reeve one where it was like Hmm. a very like trying to figure things out. Like, you know, like that type portrayal. See, I think I I'm kind of the opposite on you where I, Oh really? I think Ralph was much closer to Reeves. I think initially that Ralph one was supposed to be after Superman two. Yeah, it was. We're always heard. Yeah, it was very much in the same vein. It's practically a love letter to to Reeves and Donner's Superman, and kind of in that you know world continuity, yeah, continuity, right? Where he's gone and then he comes back. You know, the problem is it just didn't give him anything to really do. Or say like he didn't say a whole lot in that film, right? Uh, so it's kind of hard to really gauge it. I thought he was pretty good actually, but yeah, I'm I'm, I'm opposite. I think he's very close to uh, uh, hmm. I, I, again. I like Cavill's version, but it's just uh, a lot. Uh, but it's just very different, you know. It's a very different portrayal because uh, it's it's kind of a different take on the story, you know. But we don't want to. I don't want to jump ahead to that. But uh, no, you're fine. Uh, yeah, what do you think about uh, the villains? Did you like, uh, oh no, you didn't watch two. I just forgot. <laughs> no, I know that's I, why I'm. Uh, well, they're I'm in. Like, it. I mean, they're in Superman. They show up in the beginning. Well, yeah, I, I liked Lex Luthor. Mm-hmm. I I thought he was he he that was a good Lex Luthor. I liked him. You think I so? liked. I, yeah, I didn't mind it. Um, okay. I, I do not. <laughs> no, I love, really. I love him. I just that's a silly Lex Luthor. Yeah, I um, I liked um. Uh, what was uh, Miss Tishmonker? His oh, she's good, right? That's a every time she came yeah. up, I was like cracking up. <laughs> uh, I yeah. loved the Lois Lane, she's great. loved Margo her Kidder. great. Margo she, she was fantastic. Yeah, I, I, I was like, whoa, like yeah. that's exactly how I would imagine Lois Lane, like. Right. To a T, almost like <laughs> I was very impressed. Pro- honestly, more by her than probably a, a lot of it, because I was like, mm. "Whoa, that's exactly how I would imagine Lois Lane to be." Because we've oh, yeah. had so many different portrayals of her, but yeah. that was to me almost kind of like the dead on. Yeah, but and I like Jimmy Olsen too. I like that. Whoever that was, well, he's great, right? Yeah, I love that guy. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but yeah, no, I, I, I didn't mind uh, Hackman that much. Um, okay. Yeah, not too bad. I don't know how he is moving forward, but yeah. So <laughs> it, gets um, it gets he gets goofier. See now, yeah, I yeah. wouldn't. Yeah. See, I don't know how much I would want more goofy, but um, yeah, I didn't mind it. Anything else before we go on to a different one? I mean, this movie is more most famously known for Richard Donner getting the boot. And this is probably the earliest recording of or well-documented of studio meddling. I mean, 30 years later and Warner Brothers is still doing the same shit. You know, (laughs) it's, it's, it's ridiculous, but I mean, they've got a history. When people think of Superman 2, it's amazing how I think it's the best out of the four that Reeves has done, but it's famous for the behind the scenes drama and what went on uh, and how that movie managed to be the success it 
ended up being and then to right. 25 years later get a donner cut, donner cut. Um, right. of superman 2 yeah. and get to see his uh, true vision for for that movie um but yeah. oh, it, it it definitely was a great start for you know the the 80s uh for comic book movies you know flash gordon obviously has its fans uh i'm not really too big on the character myself but i recognize its fan base and you know how how much that movie meant to to fans because it it was done pretty well you know from what i've read and from my memories of watching a movie you know as a kid you know being entertained um and like Keith said, you know, these movies, them being 30 years ago, they're, they're going to be look dated, you know, but the main thing is, you know, these movies, uh, their contributions to today's comic book genre. And, you know, I think Superman two definitely stands as one of the more impactful, influential movies for today. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and probably for for Warner Brothers too. Oh I mean, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, Hackman, just to touch on Gene Hackman really quick. He actually, when Donner was fired, he actually left. Yep, he <laughs> did not come left. back. Yeah, come back. A lot, a lot of that footage you see in it is actually recycled from Superman One. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, he quit. He's like, I, I, I signed to work up with Donner, not this other guy, well, Richard Lester. I think. Lester, is the guy. I think his, his name is Lester. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Uh, well, I think uh, I think he directed. He definitely directed Superman four. Um, I'm not sure if he did three, but uh, so yeah, that's, it, it's a crazy story. Like you said, the production behind behind that movie, though. Both of those movies. Uh, yeah. So uh, next, I, again, this is one I'm not familiar with that much, but uh, this was also in the ni- 1980. Uh, was Flash Gordon. Um, this is one of those ones that I feel like gets referenced a lot. Um, it's one of those ones that, like we said earlier, you see it referenced um, with like Ted, where it gets pulled. Like the th- First off, for someone that has not seen that movie, I hear that theme song and I know instantly what it's from. That's, I was just about to mention the, the soundtrack. It's probably so, the yeah, exactly. So, while it it may not be like a revered movie. Um, there, it's very much a pop culture type movie. Cause I mean, you hear the words flash, you're immediately going to go, Oh, like yeah, exactly. And for me, again, for me, I haven't seen the movie and I know exactly what it is, what it's talking about. Um, yeah. What geo, have you seen it? while back it's it's been a minute but um it's just one of those movies that uh, you know i I saw it a couple times as a kid and i wasn't really glued to it and i think uh, what's funny is all right so i I was more of star wars uh than flash gordon and the funny story is that george lucas wanted to do flash gordon um because he wasn't able to um he instead uh wrote star wars episode four a new hope 
So this movie actually should be appreciated by all geek fans out there, nerd fans, nerd nation, because this movie helped us get uh, Star Wars uh, A New Hope. So, well, well, the, the the opening crawl. The opening crawl was based on they got that from the old Flash Gordon serials from the forties. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. That would uh, kind of retell the story of what's been happening right before you see uh, the stuff on screen. That's, that was uh, looked at that directly from Flash Gordon. And I haven't seen this movie. I think I was maybe five years old when I saw this, uh, and I just like barely remember it. I know he played for the Jets, New York Jets. So. I didn't know Flash Gordon was actually a polo player, so it makes uh, sense yeah. why, why they changed that to football. You know, it's it's more more popular. You know, right, so right, right, right. yeah, this yeah. movie, the, this this version is definitely wildly different from the original serials in the old comics. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like I said, I mean, it's a massive cult following over the years. Huge. I think a lot of that because of the. Because of the Queen soundtrack, of course, is, uh, and a lot of people regard it as like one of the great Queen albums. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, just, just, just the album alone. Just uh, <laughs> the movie aside, like people just the soundtrack, like it's one of the best albums ever. And you know, Max von Sydow is one of one of my early introductions, unknowingly, to Max von Sydow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, with the little, with the little mustache and. Probably not something you'd get away with today. Casting, uh, uh, you know, kind of early versions of uh, whitewashing. Well, I mean, I've been doing it forever in Hollywood, but they're still uh, doing it. Still, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he was as iconic as a villain, and uh, uh, you know, like, but yeah, a movie I haven't seen in thirty-five years. <laughs> Meaning of the merciless. Meaning the merciless. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, like I said, uh, it. That one is just like, even if you haven't seen it, chances are you know something from it. Just because it's such a, it's it's very much a pop culture cult film, very much of in, of the eighties. Um, so People yeah, trying to remake it forever. You know, I know. Uh, I yeah, I remember uh, a couple of times growing up yeah. hearing like they're gonna remake it and it's like hearing rumor yeah we've, we've heard robert rodriguez was gonna do one i've heard like uh or, uh i think i want to say kevin smith i'm not 100 sure but i would trust kevin smith to to bring that to life yeah sure yeah, maybe yeah um, we'll see. yeah who knows uh so yeah so we're gonna move on a little bit um do we want to touch on swamp thing yes no didn't no. really it's one of those ones where watching it as a kid like i knew it was bad when i was a kid <laughs> i saw this i'm like this is terrible uh yeah i read like reading about him in comics and stuff until years later and then i realized okay swamp thing's actually a pretty cool character but that movie made me like not interested in him at all uh scary at all no i don't think so it <laughs> It's just for the time being <laughs> Maybe for some like little little kids. It's just <laughs> very one of those ones where you can see all the obvious like uh, props and stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's 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 not very good. That's fair. Um, so then we will move out of eighty two. Uh, 
83, we've got Superman 3. This, obviously, you guys were talking about. This is not um, uh, done by the last two movies' directors. Uh, (laughs) Do you want to touch on this one really quick? Richard Donner, yeah. Didn't come back for this one. And honestly, unless uh, Christopher Reeve got, you know, some sort of creative input, he wasn't going to come back either. But... Yeah. You know, I mean, you, you can't have Superman uh, without Christopher Reeves for that time. Uh, this movie, this movie sucks. <laughs> <laughs> this movie, oh my God. I mean, you know, I would argue. Drunk Superman. Yeah. We're See, you know, I, I don't care. Here we go. I, I don't mind that, actually. I, I, I remember seeing that. Uh, we, we watched those. I showed those to my kids probably about five years ago. <laughs> and it, I mean, it's bad. Let's don't make no mistake. But uh, I remember watching that and just the idea of him having to fight himself. They referenced it in the uh, the CW um, uh, of the, the, the crossover this past year. Ah. Where he was like, uh, uh, "It's not the first time I had to fight a weird, crazy version of myself, or something like that." Uh, when the Brandon Routh had to yeah. fight the had to fight the the new one. <laughs> so yeah, they actually referenced that. Where yes. Superman gets drunk and uh, drunk me. Superman he separates from Clark Kent or whatever somehow. Like, they don't even explain how that happens. What what <laughs> what even what that was? Was it even real? Well, no now idea. I'm this- seeing everywhere. I again haven't seen it. I've been typing it up just to kind of look, and everything I'm seeing, Richard Pryor's all over it. I was just that's literally about to be my next. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean. There you oh, go. Okay. No, There's your segue. It's more of a it's, it's a Richard Pryor movie. Then is it? You know, it? Yeah, yeah. Which is great. He's great in. It. He's very funny. It's Richard Pryor, um, but it's a goofy. <laughs> it's more of a Richard Pryor comedy than than anything. The villains are weird. There's this weird. Remember the you know Geo, you know, the weird uh, robot lady. The lady gets tar- like turned into a robot somehow. And that, that, that was kind of scary when I was, was creepy when, I was when you were a kid. Because the terrifying. way the way she screams and then it just. Right. It, and then it's quiet, and then it's just she comes out, and it's just like that's what <laughs> it was. That terrified me when I was little, man. I, I, that actually scared me. But, fun fact: Richard uh, Pryor thought the screenplay was terrible, and only accepted it because it was a five million dollar uh, payday sure. paycheck. So right, yeah. hey, I, I would take that and walk away too. Yeah, right. Jesus, yeah, Los, Los Lane wasn't in it. Uh, they they had a. Uh, it was Lana Lang was the the, the lady, or I think Margaret. Kidder, I think she was briefly in it, very, uh, very briefly. But so uh, she she expressed how disappointed she was in Richard Donner's firing that they only gave her twelve lines and only f- oh. less, less than five minutes of screen time. Yeah, all right. Wow. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, and they did wow. it again in the next one. <laughs> in this Ben Four as well. She was brilliant at too. So. Uh, Interesting. But, uh, yeah, and Annette O'Toole was in it. Played Lana Lang. She plays mm-hmm. uh, uh, Mrs. Kent on Smallville, so she was in it. Awesome. Um, so then we move on. 1984. Uh, the only real one would be Supergirl. Um, again, I don't know very much about it. Uh, 1984's Supergirl. Yeah. yeah, not too much to talk about, really. Another one I remember thinking, oh, cool, Supergirl. There's a Supergirl. I didn't know that. And then... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's Helen Slater, who she's on the TV series, right? I think she plays her mom mm-hmm. or something like that, right? Isn't that, yeah, 
Uh, she's good. It's one of the ones where she's good, but yeah, it's not a good movie. <laughs> this is definitely the the Bronze Age of comic book movies. Yeah, you know, just, yeah. there's like too huge of a gap between good movies. So yeah, yeah. Uh, eighty five, nothing really. Eighty six, we get Howard the Duck. I saw how the duck in the theater. Okay, I know obviously VHS. No, oh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> oh, that's all I need to see. I I don't I haven't seen this movie. I've yeah. seen pictures stuff like I I feel like I've seen enough from just what I've seen. Uh, Marvel. So, uh, this yeah. is the history that Marvel kind of wants Keith? to keep. Yeah, I figured. I could tell Keith. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. You know, well, listen, George Lucas was, well, well, he saw this. I know the story is that he, I think he saw this um, back in the 70s. He saw this in a comic book shop one day and was like, oh, I'm going to make this. Uh, just never kind of got around to it. He was shopping around Star Wars, you know, when he was trying to shop around Star Wars and people kept turning him down. Yeah. I think, I think he got the rights to it. And I think after Return of the Jedi, um, he wanted to make it and studios were like, Oh, George Lucas. Sure. You can make whatever you want. Yeah. Go ahead and make it. And <laughs> he's like, I got this duck movie. It's about to... They're like, they didn't even listen. They were like, yep, yep. Whatever you want, George. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, cause you know, no one's going to turn him down again. I made star Wars. We're not going to say no to him. So, uh, and it just turned out, uh, not good. <laughs> yeah. Not I... good. yeah Leah Thompson, Don't even waste it's, your time with it. Right. Yeah. If you're curious, honestly, just go on YouTube and just watch some com- uh, clips. That's it. I, I'm so creeped out by the way Howard the Duck looks. That's why I haven't watched it. It's it. It literally. Just, I'm like just him blinking uh, is just. Yeah. I know. Like, uh, I literally like look at the pictures and I'm like, uh, that's creepy. So no thanks. <laughs> but I'm um, hearing it was supposed to be. A more they had a better suit that was supposed to be animatronic, sorry, but they couldn't get it to work right. So uh yeah, they went with just like a person in the duck costume and yeah, it just doesn't it's weird. It doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, clearly. Uh <laughs> so uh we nineteen eighty seven we have um Superman four and Masters of the Universe. I uh, yeah. see the second I said Superman four, I got like a yeah, yeah that one. Say, yeah, I actually think Superman three is worse than four. Right. I'm one of those people. Yeah, I think three is worse than four. Four is bad. It's very very bad. Uh, yeah, I remember seeing this in the theater, and he just fights Nuclear Man. Nuclear Man, yep. <laughs> it was just another Superman that was made from the sun. Somehow, Lex Luthor has been in jail. Oh. So... Takes lazy. Superman's hair and clones him, I guess. I don't really so know. lazy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's just ridiculous. It um, kind of sounds like Doomsday from um, sure this, this this one movie. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm no, kidding. that was done much <laughs> much better. Okay, <laughs> and it made Doomsday. A character, I all of a sudden. Do we need to go back down this road? No, again? no, no. I was no, just, a, I just had to. I couldn't. Well, the thing that's funny is that Superman goes around the world because 
a lot of this was because this is right in the middle of the Cold War, so there's a lot of uh, that kind of that's the backdrop. And he goes around the world trying to to just get rid of all the nuclear weapons in the world. That's what because it, it's called the Quest for Peace. It's Superman for mm-hmm. Quest for Peace. He's got here he goes around collects all the nuclear warheads in the world in this giant bag in this gigantic net. <laughs> so <laughs> that's so terrible. terrible. Uh, it throws it into the sun. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing I'll never forget from that. It was uh, he just gets this gigantic net that's like the size of of, of California, puts all the nuclear <laughs> weapons in the head. And once again, he had he had creative input on this. Christopher Reeve is just like, man, just stick to being in front of the camera. Don't go anywhere behind the camera, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but hey, let's agree with it. They were like, okay, yeah, go ahead. You know, well, so. yeah, it's clearly a cash grab, you know. I mean, yeah. why not do one more, you know? Hell, they may have done a fifth one, you know. Who knows? I guess and we don't see him for nearly two years. Yeah. So. Um, Masters of the Universe, any? Don't like that uh, either. A lot of people no. like that. I didn't. I've never seen it. No. Neither have I. So we'll just skip that one. Guys, kid. Yeah, but yeah, the movie wasn't very good. Dolph Lundgren, though. Fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, Dolph Lundgren. Yeah, I was just gonna say Dolph Lundgren. (laughs) Dolph Lundgren. Um, 1988. Nothing really. Uh, Then we obviously hit the big one, which is Batman 1989. Geo, I'm gonna let you take the reins on this one because I only feel like it's right. So take the floor. You said you watched it, Brian, right? I did. I so I can comment on something. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, Keith, I gotta ask you first. What was it like being in that theater and seeing that trailer? Oh, this is the. I, I think I've. I've never seen the trailer. Um, this is obviously it's a time where you had to watch. You only saw the trailer in the movies. In the movie, yep. And I don't remember. Obviously, it was sometime in '88. I'm sure when I saw it. Um. <clears throat> I don't remember what it was. I think, oh, you know, I think maybe I want to say it might have been Ghostbusters 2. Uh, no, it might have been the same year. I don't know. I have no idea what I saw. But I just remember seeing this trailer. This thing I remember, uh, and I watched it, actually watched it for this. And it's actually not, the, not a great trailer. <laughs> Watching it now. But at the time, it was the most amazing thing you'd ever seen. Right. And you get, I just remember seeing that image of just the inside of this warehouse. And you see bullets going across the bottom of this wall, and then mm-hmm. the backfield burst through. Yeah, man, I, <laughs> I, my head exploded, and I'm like, "What is this? Oh, this is the, oh, the greatest thing you'd ever." Because Batman again, only thing we knew about Batman was the '60 series. That's the only role. Wow. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And it was it was like this isn't that at all like you know and I hadn't I had I hadn't read uh, the Dark Knight Returns at this point so uh, I was a little kid but uh, so this was a whole new world for me like what is this like Batman you know, he's he's all he's all black and he's beating people up like he's cool he's mean mm-hmm. he's cool like, now yeah right yeah, it was yeah it was it was something it was something so that was huge anticipation for this. From what I read, the summer leading up to Batman was just—it was all the talk—a phenomenon. It was all the talk, and it was the first time I think I waited in line to go into a theater. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure. Uh, 
that opening weekend. So me and my dad. Yeah. So this movie, all right. Jack Nicholson's Joker uh, for 25 years was the villain. Hmm. He was the villain for comic book movies. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's, I mean, it's just to this day, it still holds up. It's still amazing. Does the movie hold up? What? Yeah. 30 years later? 20 years? 30 years? 30 years later? You can, you can not as much as I hoped. Yeah, um, same here. Same here. It, it's definitely data for the time. You know, the Prince uh, soundtrack music in the movie. It's just I didn't like that. yeah, I didn't like that. It was great time just because it was Prince music, but it's, yeah, it does not. It's like why is this in a Batman movie? Right, <laughs> right. And I think it has to do with the thing. producer. Yeah, <laughs> one of the producers, John Peters, I think, or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, had yeah, a lot of. A lot of say in that, but mm. I mean, it's just to to go back in that time and and see like there are parts of it that hint for me how amazing it was for that time. You know, just Michael Keaton's Batman, the whole look of Tim Burton's Gotham City. You know, f- for that time and just it being so groundbreaking in a sense that it, it here is a serious take on a very grounded complex uh, sort of violent superhero a vigilante in, in batman you know he doesn't kill well in the, oh he does no 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 i, I meant yeah in the movies he kills but like <laughs> yes he does he's known for like not not killing oh batman himself yeah yeah but in these movies, like oh, people, people, forget, <laughs> people, people forget like these movies, he kills. <laughs> there was a couple times I was like, uh, is that person dead? I was like, wait a minute. Uh, the dead? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. And who knew Tim Burton could, could pull this off? You know, I, I, you know, not, not many I, people or, this is one of those, yeah, it's a good point. You know, this is one of those times where I was kind of starting to get into paying attention to directors. <laughs> so, like Spielberg, obviously, was the guy that everyone knows. Um, but being a fan, dude, maybe what for uh, three years after Pee Wee's Big Adventure? Oh God, I love that. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. And uh, uh, coming off of uh, uh, what? A year, two years, maybe after Beetlejuice, I think maybe a year, two years. Can look it up. Two years, maybe. Yeah, I can't I'll look it up. That's pretty close because that's the first thing I thought when I saw that it was Michael Keaton. I'm like, wait, that's Beetlejuice. Like, he's got playing Batman. Uh, Beetlejuice. It was only a year. Eighty eight. Was that eighty eight? Wow. So it was one year. Wow. So they went straight into. So the during the during the production of Beetlejuice, he probably is like, hey, yeah. you're, you're my Batman. Well, I'd say this Burton, yeah, exactly, because because Burton was attached for a long time. He had been attached for, uh, I think, for probably about five, at least five years. Because uh, I actually wrote about this in school as well, <laughs> Batman. So, uh, <laughs> and he fought them hard on, on trying to keep it from being too much like the sixty series, because that's what mm-hmm. they wanted. And he really fought to make it a more darker, a little more serious, to take it a little more seriously, right? What then? 
what they wanted to do do with it. But they cast Michael Keaton. <laughs> they were like, what, what do you <laughs> What do you want? Like you cast this funny guy as in the role, but uh, you can just imagine one brother's like, okay, hold on, hold on, wait a minute. First, okay, we're gonna let you get serious home, but then you get Mister Mom, over right? Here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's it was, but yeah, yeah, that was the first time I really started looking at uh, like movie, uh, like paying attention to production and looking at names and credits and you know looking at producers and directors' names. And How? Like, how aware were you of the hate during that time for Michael Keaton's casting? I remember seeing people complain about it. I know there was like an article because I remember there was, I want to say Wall Street Journal, I think, mm-hmm. like it, which at that point was like they don't write about movies, like <laughs> you know. So I remember seeing it there, and people were talk, talking about how it was going to be a failure because of that. And, um, and that's why they rushed the 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 first trailer, the the yeah, very yeah, right. first teaser trailer. Right. That's exactly. why it's so poorly made because yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. Right. we got to put something together. It got people really excited though. Like mm-hmm. wow, it, it had the you know the right effect that they wanted. So, um, and like I said, just just going into it, I mean, it was huge. And I remember the term was Batmania, is what they were calling it. And well, I'm looking at it right now, and its budget was 35 million and pulled in. A four hundred and eleven point five million dollars yeah, in nineteen eighty nine. Right, right, right. Which was <laughs> the biggest thing of all time. I yeah that that's a large chunk of money and oh yeah, yeah I, I'll say it. I've always wondered because I just watched it last week mm-hmm. for the first time. Um, oh, what do you think now? Go well, go ahead. Yeah. Well, uh, I always wondered why Jack Nicholson's name was before Keaton's <laughs> in a Batman movie. Now I know why. Do you see because... how much he got paid too? No. He got paid. I think they paid him like $50 million to be in this movie. What, was it? No, no, no. They they gave him uh oh, they gave him like what's that? Uh back no not back pay residuals uh, uh, from like revenue or on the back revenue, uh, yeah. the revenue yeah. back pay yeah. type okay, stuff. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. No, I, I think it wound up being around 50 50 plus million. Which for the longest time, I think maybe still, I, I mean, maybe Downey beat it, but it yeah. yeah, highest paid actor <laughs> salary you know, for one yeah. year or something like that. Yeah. Um, but very clear that to me, he was more of the, the star of that movie, in like, my opinion. I, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. I'll, arg- I'll argue with anyone that says that Joker wasn't oh, almost right. the, the main character of that movie. You're totally um, uh, I I did like him. I, I to this day that to me I don't know if it's just the classic look that I like. That is my one of my all time favorite bat suits. I don't know if it's just like, like all it. black with just the little yellow. Yellow, yeah. But I I love that bat suit. I love it. It's one of my favorite ones. Period. I I don't know. Maybe it's just the like the coolness of just the all black and just a little bit of yellow. Um, but uh, yeah, I, it was, it was good. It was definitely at times I was like, yeah, this was made in 1989. <laughs> and, yeah. but um, yeah, I, I think to me, the thing that surprised me the most was just how much Jack Nicholson was in that movie. Like oh, yeah. ju- it, it 
There was like I almost I almost feel like there was almost rarely ever a frame without him in it. Like he was in it probably 90% of that movie. Like in some capacity. And I will also say, um, Oh no, I'm forgetting his name. The man, uh, the gentleman that played Alfred, uh, I know you're talking about, I don't uh, know. Michael, Michael, go, 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 go. Love him. Yeah. Love him. He is like, to me, almost like the epitome of what Alfred is. Just like the second, like he, uh, Michael Keaton would put a glass down. He would grab it immediately. Like before it even touched the tape, like that type stuff. I love, he had a line in it where he's, he said, uh, I have no desire to spend my remaining years mourning the loss of old friends or their sons, you know, which I love that. I caught that one. I was like, oof, oof, that's a line. Yeah. That that was the line. But yeah, no, I I definitely now know why Nicholson's name was the top number one billing of all the posters to this day. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I can see what the hype was, especially back in that time period for uh, this new Batman. So reinvented Batman. And as Okay. Yeah, and as we're gonna see in the '90s, like it's it, it's clear that Burton's tone for the movie was the right tone to have for a Batman, because later uh, on, later on, one- <laughs> well, yeah, for for that time, but also like, well, we'll, we'll get, talk about we'll the get to Batman Returns because I we'll, think we'll talk to the, what don't hit the '90s yet. Yeah, we'll wait. We'll wait till we get to that. Because I actually like Batman Returns more. Oh, okay. Some oh, hot take. To... Hot take to leave. Oh, I'm so man. excited to go and rewatch these '90s Batman movies. Like, I cannot wait. I remember seeing these, and it's been so long since I've seen these. Yeah. But um, yeah. So there so you go. One... Oh, go. 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 Just real quick, I, I I mentioned it last week, but it's the first movie I saw multiple times. I saw it three times in the theater that oh, summer. Awesome. Uh, it was an awesome summer because right in that time, you, I had this one, yeah, Indiana Jones and Last Crusade. I think mm-hmm. it was maybe about a month earlier. And then you had Ghostbusters 2 a little bit later. So it was an awesome summer. Uh, <laughs> and look at us now. No movies. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I know, what right? So, the last movie. <laughs> yeah, God. Last, what was, yeah, what was the last movie we saw in theaters? For me, it was Birds of Prey. Yeah, Birds I think Prey. it was for me, Birds uh, of Prey, too. Yeah, dude, that or Sonic the Hedgehog for me. Jeez. Yeah, so. oh, Completely <laughs> off topic. But uh, yeah, there we go. That's our walk through the 80s with comic book movies. Um, that was pretty good. I, I liked that. Uh, it was some good talk. And yeah, you guys, called it's you. Only, it's, oh, yeah, this was all Geo's brainchild. And it's it. only going to get better as we walk through the 90s. Or will it? And the 2010s. I feel like the 90s is going to be a bloodbath, probably between the three of us. Probably, probably more than any other time period. Just we got some rough movies to get to before we get to the golden age of comic yeah. book movies. So uh, you're definitely going to want to come back and check out uh, next Thursday's episode of 
uh, Nerd Nation because we are going to be walking through the 90s with comic book movies. So thank you for joining us. Thank you, Keith. Thank you, Gio. This topic was very fun. I'm very excited now to do this moving forward, especially the coming weeks. But uh, yeah, check us out on Apocalypse Movies, Nerd Nation every Thursday. Uh, check out all those streaming things over there you got youtube spotify uh apple Podcasts, breaker uh there's so many anywhere you can find a podcast but uh for apocalypse movies i'm brian this is geo that is keith and we will see you guys next time <laughs>